Okay, well, let's get this train wreck on the railroad. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And I'm Ashley Bowman. And I'm Becca DeWitt. And I'm Rachel Young. And that's more people than there usually are. Cameron, why is that? Uh, because, uh, special ladies in our life (laughs) and I'm going to do my best, even though my favorite thing on this podcast is to ignore everyone else on this pod. I mean, not ignore, to talk over everyone else in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do my best to not constantly talk over all of these ladies, but still talk over them enough that the, the, they know their place. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a happy needle. (laughs) Yes. And it's a happy Christmas time, everybody. Happy Christmas. Happy, everybody. happy yeah. Christmas giving. It's a very Garf Xmas. Yes. And we're here in Chicago at Ashley Bowman's apartment. And she's so kind to host us for Thanksgiving. That's when we're recording I'm it. very, very kind. She is very kind. And we are getting hosted here. And we recorded uh, our Xmas episode on Thanksgiving because we like to mix holidays. And also because today is Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> lies. Yeah. As okay. usual, constant lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't believe a single word we say, yeah. but you knew that. Or did you? Um, so today we're talking about Garth Brooks's album, Beyond the Season, from 1992. Go tell it on the mountain. Garth Brooks mm-hmm. made a couple Christmas albums. Exactly. <laughs> it's good news. Uh, why is it called Beyond the Season, do you think? I do not know. It's, I looked at the track list. I have yeah. not listened to it yet. Uh-huh. Uh, but it looks like they're all specifically seasonal songs. Yes. yes. So I don't so know it's why not it's really beyond, beyond the Season. Yeah. There's no Easter goodies in there anywhere? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of a season, too. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, our show is called Think Outside the Box Set, but we're pretty like firmly thinking inside the box set. <laughs> And so, well, it depends on which box set. Exact yeah. same well, it depends on which metaphorical box set you're thinking about it's good or thinking inside or outside of. Anyway, um, so this is Garth's first and best-selling Christmas record. It was released in 1992, and it's gone triple platinum since. It's, in fact, it's the 17th best-selling Christmas and/or holiday album in the U.S. since 1991. Wow, which is not that good of a statistic for garth considering he's the number one solo artist in the u.s during the same time period what is do you do you have the the number for the number one i don't actually i'm it's probably mariah carey Mm, oh yeah i would imagine i just pulling that out my butt though i don't i don't know um so this album interestingly enough was released at the end of august 1992 what yeah wait that's what (laughs) Right? That's why it's called Beyond the Season. Oh, because yeah. you have to think beyond summer <laughs> yeah. to Christmas season. Very forward okay. thinking. Yeah, so it's, a very meta, it's a very meta <laughs> album title. Um, so it was released about a month before The Chase. You remember that album, Cameron? That one is the one that we really like, right? Uh, no. That's number five. What? The fifth one is the one we like. Uh, it, it's the one. Let's see. What does it have? If oh, I, we, were, we were just talking about how we're such Garth experts. Yeah. Oh, it is the one we like. Yeah. It's, it's got the... We Shall Be Free. Yeah. Uh, Walking After Midnight. Dixie Chicken. Oh, very good. That Summer. Yeah. 
So this is prime Garf. About it. I my expectations are high. Yes. Um, Even though it's a Christmas album, Christmas yeah. albums are terrible. Exactly. <laughs> maybe his problem all along was that he wasn't releasing albums frequently enough. Yeah. Oh, that's maybe, it. maybe one a month is yeah. what his speed. <laughs> there you go. That's a great idea. Um, yeah. Actually, it's interesting you bring that up. Show of hands. This is going to be good for the podcast. Show of hands. How many people hate Christmas music? <laughs> I don't hate it, but I... Oh. It's, it's not my preference. Okay. I've become more Grinch-like over the years. Yeah. Progressively. I don't even listen to Sufjan's Christmas album anymore. Really? I don't. Yeah. I'm a real Scrooge McDuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, it's... But the thing is... Okay, who has has anyone here listened to the album yet? No. Definitely no. not. Have you? I have. I okay. listened to it this morning, okay. and I have to say, he kind of got me a little bit. Okay. Yeah, like I hate Christmas music, but I was—I actually didn't mind it so much. How many sizes did your heart grow? <laughs> <laughs> Three wormy boners. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I—I I, I was kind of on board with it. All um, right. But w- that also brings us around to an interesting fact about this recording: is we're doing it all live in one room. Hey, yeah, what? that's I really buried the lead here because yeah. usually Cameron and I are recording remote. And I'm just sitting across the table looking into his ugly mug right now. Hey. But he definitely put him as far away as he possibly could. I really did. Himself. Still too close. <laughs> I'm just going to close my close. eyes. <laughs> this table ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna, to uh, listen to the album as we go. So we're going to listen to one song, then talk about it, and then one song and talk about it all the way through the album. Which we're not going to put all of that into the podcast. I'm going to edit it all out uh, because that is a recipe for copyright infringement lawsuits, and I'd rather not deal with that. Um, if there's one thing the that holiday. Garth is good at, yeah. <laughs> it's protecting his sacred, <laughs> sacred, precious music. Exactly. Uh, a, a few other little details. There are a few uh, are well original songs and or songs that are not already established Christmas time standards. So we might have to do some synopsizing of those. Um, and then also, keep, keep an ear out for this. I think that there are a few songs in this album that are kind of genericized ripoffs of other more famous songs. Yeah. Which is strange because many of the songs he's like genericizing and ripping off are actually in the public domain. That is really strange. Yeah. So that's very... I don't know why he did that. Um, and then one final thing. The really strange thing about this album is that garth released singles from this album in 1998 1999 and 2000 what according to wikipedia what why it's like eight years later yeah I basically just offer the canned surprise element by saying, what? Every time you say but, something probable or improbable. <laughs> so I'm consistent. That's important for a podcast, right? Great. Consistency. Great. All right. Anything else we should cover before we get into listening to them songs? I can't wait. <laughs> now that We're we got that ready. out of the way. First song is called you may have heard, stop me if you've heard this one. It's called Go Tell It on the Mountain. Everybody go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain. 
How about that fade out, though? Oh, I for some reason I thought you were doing that manually. No, so. I thought that too. <laughs> Very <laughs> easy oh, fade out. We got out. a fancy production going on here. <laughs> all right, what do y'all think? Well, let's synopsize it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a mountain, and there's other people going, and then telling it. Yeah, <laughs> go so talk a, to it. It's a mass marketing campaign. Uh-huh. Tell it's it. mostly audio, yeah. but there's also postcards. Yeah. God sent out salvation. Yeah. yeah, so you know, reaching the masses. It's good. <laughs> mass mailing. Yeah, I'd say this one's pretty good until Garth shows up. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is a very good uh, choral intro. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like I really liked the choral intro. Uh, and I appreciated that he wasn't quite as twangy as he can be. Uh, I felt like yeah. he definitely got a little bluesier. Actually, you don't like that twang? A little soulful. Mm-hmm. You don't like that twang? I don't like that twang. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like he got a little more soulful with it and wasn't like super incongruous with the sound of the like spiritual choral choir in the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I looked up the history of this song one of the things I decided to do for some of the songs that I either did or did not know is in lieu of talking about 1992, the year, because we've already covered that as part of our yeah. journalistic investigations from earlier episodes. I decided to look up the history of some of these songs. Thank you for calling that uh, journalistic <laughs> investigations. <laughs> it's aspirational. I'm hoping you try to live up to it at some point. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so I looked up this song. It dates to about 1865. And it's originally an African-American spiritual. And I've often heard it recorded with a sort of like gospel music type of flair. But I didn't know that that's what its provenance was. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes from. That, yeah, well, this melody sense. is... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, because we... I think that's how they end um, Black Nativity. Um, oh. That was like the last song they sing. Have you guys... No. no. Uh, yeah, so it's it's really like... Has lots of sort of you know gospel music and it's all you know christmas related and and that's how they end that sounds better than most christmas pageants that i'm familiar (laughs) with (laughs) and you barely described it i'm already sold (laughs) yeah uh i so the uh the melody of the verse is totally different like he doesn't normally it's I'll sing the words. The shepherds all were watching over their sheep at night. It's like that, mm-hmm. which actually is like an Appalachian melody. It's like mm-hmm. present in a lot of old time music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought it was a little strange that that they took that out. They found Humble Christ was born And God sent out salvation On that blessed Christmas morn Everybody I don't, I don't necessarily mind the replacement. How, how does the verse melody go again for Garth's? Uh, Do you remember? I, I don't remember. Okay. Sort of mon- monosyllabic, I would oh. say. Uh, <laughs> it starts. On, I think it starts on the five chord. So it like in it, it's just structured a little differently. Uh-huh. It starts later on in the uh, in the chord progression. Mm-hmm. 
instead of right before it, like in the original, da na 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 na, it mm-hmm. like starts halfway through the chord progression, like the first phrase of it. So it's like constructed a little differently, more like a gospel style, mm-hmm. which. I don't know. I don't have any strong feelings about it. It was <laughs> <Great>. fine. <laughs> it's fine, Raves Cameron DeWitt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the music, let's do a little blow-by-blow uh, blow here. Uh, there's this moment where the bass just starts noodling around and Cameron burst out laughing. <laughs> it's uh, pretty cute. I was just filled with that funky, funky Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> the funkiest of Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> Forgiveness he lived sure so He came to redeem all creatures. All right. Anything and there's a, there's a good hallelujah in there that's more like a growlelujah. Growlelujah. <laughs> Ooh, I missed it. Hallelujah. Really oh, good. yeah. There was yeah. also that moment. I think he was singing everywhere, and he got, like, really into it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit of that. It seems like Garth really likes to uh, put a lot of emphasis on words that don't matter at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting it. Although. You, fi- in, you figured out Garth Brooks. In this case, I've listened to enough of your podcast to know that that's oh. true. Uh, but, yeah, in this case, I don't know. Maybe everywhere is more important than I think it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's not as important. I could have now. done with some more runs on the word it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Next song? Next yes. song. Born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Is that church Wait, bells? Is that is closing this a church toast bells? in there? Is that how the song normally ends? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, you mean normally as in other artists <laughs> performing? I guess, I, yeah. I don't think they do that. <laughs> So here, just, you know, show of hands or yay or nays. How many people are feeling comfort and joy after that <laughs> experience? So, so much comfort. So cozy. So I think I feel joy. comfortable. My joy is comfortable. <laughs> Those tasty interludes in between. We got a Cameron DeWitt laugh watch yeah. in effect. And Cameron laughed at those little guitar fills. They're delightful. <laughs> They were kind that of comforting, actually. I did yeah. feel like the guitar was comforting. Yeah. yeah. I also was very comforted how Garf says Savior. He says Savior. <laughs> also, con- the way he says uh, oxen feet on, he says ox on feet on, basically. <laughs> oxen sounds, mobile, right? Sounds really weird. <laughs> oh, no, that's Exxon. Oops. <laughs> what did that mean? him in a manger. We're oxen feet on hay. His mother. So are, are any of these lyrics changed from sort of the more traditional version of his song? Or is this actually like all... Because I actually don't typically like listen to lyrics that carefully. So I don't oh, know, I know what's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so usually I'm not too familiar with all the like lyrics beyond the main chorus. So is this is this like how the song typically goes? Do the angel there... typically just uh, give the news to certain shepherds? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. You're good. You're in. Oh, I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> you smell somebody. bad. <laughs> you're going to have to hear it through the grapevine. I'm not yeah. telling you directly. <laughs> That's what that song's about. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yep, yep. I think these are pretty standard lyrics. Um, I don't know if of the pure virgin bright is that. I think it's bride. I no, think he's I saying think it's bright. bright. Do you sing bright? Yeah, I think All so. Right. It's it rhymes with let nothing you affright, and well, they were they were more strict about perfect rhymes in those days. That makes sense. And in those days, I mean, dating to at least the 16th century. Oh, this is an oldie. It's an oldie, yeah, oldie but, but a goodie. goodie. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, it's an old English carol. <laughs> it's totally one of the oldest cool. English carols in existence, actually. And apparently, using the word ye is actually incorrect. It should be you. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Though I don't think I've ever heard it that way. Uh, you mean it originally was you? I think so, is yeah. Is that because of like the formality? Is ye informal or something? Ah, shoot. I don't know if I could tell you um, what ye originally was. I think I knew at one point. Um, stop the podcast. Stop. <laughs> but I've only ever heard ye and not I've only you. ever heard ye. Yeah. Oh, it's oh oh ye is the nomin- nominative case of the second person plural personal pronoun. Oh, <laughs> really clears it up. <laughs> so it's plural, I guess. That seems right. Okay. Oh, if it was in Philly, it would be God rest you's merry gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God rest y'all merry gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if it was just anywhere else in the States, God rest you guys merry gentlemen. Yeah, the old man's back in town. He's spreading cheer around. He's come a long, long way with his reindeer hand his sleigh. Back in town. Any questions about when that song was ending, Rachel? <laughs> Did you have enough time to prepare for the celebration? Well, yeah. um, so this. I'll speak about the history of the song, actually. This is the very first and so far the only song that I've seen from Garth Brooks where Garth Brooks is the first writing credit listed. Oh, really? Wow. Mm. So I think he wrote most of this song, I would imagine. That's why it's of such great quality. Yeah. That's why it's super, super good. <laughs> Ultra twangy. Yeah. Um, but it's the sequel to The Boys Are Back in Town. Yeah. <laughs> also. Actually, so. I don't know why you like have like an ironic... Like why you're saying that ironically This song's fucking rad I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Why don't you think this song is amazing This is the best one so far Oh okay Sorry I was Objectively. confused I was confused well, It's okay. the most country one I'm so sorry did What it, makes it the best one? I was just wondering Did anybody else spend like the first two verses Wondering if this was going to be a song about a guy returning to his to his lady? Uh, oh. no, nodding in the no I didn't but I kept thinking it was going to be about the devil because they used to call the devil old Nick or sometimes the old man and I was oh, like interesting. Oh, is this hmm. the devil returning for Christmas time that's a I dark Santa's true twist. lady is all the girls and boys <laughs> I thought it was going to center around the good girls and the bad girls the reindeer because they were talking about hooking up the reindeer I thought it was like hooking up with yeah, the reindeer hooking up the reindeer no that's like no, the no, animal husbandry like that has to happen <laughs> husbandry yeah, every oh. year it's like oh we need new reindeer we wore out those old ones that's what i mean it was pre-internet dating Animal the reindeer didn't com. have a way to meet each other and you know santa had to like help it along 
<laughs> but it didn't really dwell on that as much as I expected to, like, plot-wise. Wait, isn't there a reindeer named Cupid? Okay, Cupid. Okay, Donner. Okay, Blitzen. There's one called Vixen. Okay, Vixen. Ooh, that's a website. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be popular with them reindeer. Mm. <laughs> okay, Vixen. Jesus. Um, maybe that's the title of the episode now. <laughs> Can we uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there is a little Christmas song Easter egg in there. Well. <laughs> now the mistletoe is... I don't know there if it's Easter eggs. Pretty back in the, in the mix. <laughs> Pretty <deep> subtle. <laughs> and that was our Cameron DeWitt laugh watch of 2017. <laughs> he laughed when the fiddler quoted Jingle Bells. Can we play... Can we play Spot the Imitation on this song? Did anybody else get a little bit of tequila vibe? That oh. guitar? Those those guitar oh, lines in there at all? I can see that. I was I getting a little bit after the, first, after the first verse. Yeah. Lyrically, though, I think crazy. it is kind of a ripoff, though. Does anyone agree? Of what song? Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is one of those songs yeah. that's like a ripoff of a public domain he, he song. He does use the word town. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's unnecessary. Yeah. He probably could have worded that a better way. I'm going to want the full writing credit on this song, but, or the first writing <laughs> yeah. credit on the song, but I'm also going to steal most of it from someone else. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Is that it? We have nothing else to say about this song? <laughs> yeah, not a lot of well, meat to Cameron these bones. Loved it, apparently, that yeah, Cameron thought it was great. It was very, very good. <laughs> well, here's here's the okay, thing. Why did the, you love it? The, the thing that bothers me about um, modern interpretations of carols or hymns is that they're sung to be. Um, this isn't an example of that, which is why I like it. They're they're sung like "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen" or even um, the "Go Tell on the Mountain." They're they're constructed to be sung by a group of people, and therefore they're supposed to be sung pretty straight. Yeah. And inevitably, when like a pop singer sings a song, they try to like unstraighten it, but it feels so contrived every time it's yeah. like unstraightened, and they try to like syncopate it most of the time because it's like it's meant to be sung by a big group of people, and you can only afford so much like funkiness mm-hmm. um the only reason it works for like when you sing uh go tell on the monkey <laughs> go tell it on the mountain the only reason it works for that like when you sing it like syncopated is because it is like wait, a black say, song wait, and it like makes sense <laughs> were you gonna say go tell it on the monkey or go tell it on the merkin like what what were you trying to say <laughs> Go tell it on the Merkin. I like that he just continued on with his point. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's trying to. He thought to we were, were going to pick up on that. He's like, if I just keep going, they won't notice. He knew I like we were the, so enwrapped in the music. I like theory. this song because it's actually in its own idiom. And it doesn't matter to me that it was like ripping off a bunch of other stuff. Like all the instrumentation was super hot. I can't tell if the fiddle's bad or not. Like so, there's this thing in all the most of the early Garth 
albums where like every other song is like a really hot fiddle player but like it's super compressed and it sounds like they're using a direct in as opposed to like an actual mic and so you can't hear any like bow noise or rosin noise i can't tell how the fiddle sounds because we're listening through an ipad right now so it's like sounds great (laughs) you know but i think it does sound actually pretty good yeah because you listen to it like an actual headphones earlier yeah yeah I i think i don't remember it thinking it sounded terrible all right. Um, but then again, I'm not as quite sensitive it, uh, to it as you are. Yeah, I'm a real, um, real stickler. Real stickler. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to the question of, if we're trying to get an authentic Garth experience, have either one of you listened to any of these albums from a loud pickup truck with the windows rolled down? <laughs> because if point. not, yeah, hold the phone. we got to start the point. podcast over again. Do <laughs> over. Well, let's go. Let's try. do another take. <laughs> All right. Okay, next song. She happily gave her last peso On a cage made of rushes and twine She fed it loose corn from the market This song never ends. <laughs> it won't. Trust me. It's not seeming likely. Can I can I synopsize? Do you want to synopsize this one? Yes. Women and poor people are very pure in heart. <laughs> They're very good. Exactly. <laughs> the end. The end. Also orphans. Also orphans. I was gonna say James Taylor's back, motherfuckers. <laughs> and he's singing a waltz time song about some bimbo named Maria who invents the nightingale. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's such a weird song, Jesus! This it's really weird. Really weird. Yeah. I think it's better than the Little Drummer Boy. Uh, I think I like it more. Um, I like that it's not anthropocentric. Yeah, it's great that he's giving mm. you know credit to his Mexican heritage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there's this girl named Maria, right? Uh, and she uses pesos, which I don't think those have been used for more than a few hundred years. But it's also apparently set in the prehistory before nightingales existed (laughs) because she finds this busted up bird and then she puts it in a cage and she takes that cage and gives it as a gift to the nativity nativity display at her church, which apparently God likes that. Like, give me a bunch of captive animals that are all... This is the old God. (laughs) It says the old God? the Old Testament God. Cthulhu? (laughs) Yeah, the the eldritch horrors. The eldritch horrors. The bird's only half dead, which I don't think fits either the new or the old God's sacrificial requirements. (laughs) It's sort of lingering between. That's a good point. It's in limbo. Yeah. And it's covered in sand. I like that detail. (laughs) Just partially covered in sand. Very good. Um, so the, the last lines of the song are just then the midnight bells rang out and the little birds started to sing a song that no words could recapture whose beauty was fit for a king. Now Maria felt blessed just to listen to that cascade of notes, sweet and long, a uh, bad word to use. It's setting up a forced rhyme as her offerings were lifted to heaven by the very first nightingale's song. And then we get a bunch of musical noodling and a fade out. That was, yeah. I I didn't mind the song that much. Like, I, I guess there's a bunch of, like, app- appropriative, you know, stuff going on of, like, Mexican 3-4 ballads and stuff, mm-hmm. which I don't know how much I necessarily mind. But, like, I mean, it's kind of weird and tokenizing. But that end part was really weird. Like, yeah. I feel like that's, like, a weird first draft that never got edited. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, like, the punchline. Mm-hmm. 
Well, at first I thought it was going to be about like the the dove of peace or something. Like I thought that that's what it was how it was going to tie into the whole like Christmas theme. How very thoughtful of you. <laughs> but it, you, should, you should ghost write for Garth. <laughs> but it just yeah, instead it just seems like this nightingale is taking her prayers to God. Is that what's happening? It's just singing. I think, I think it's just birds being birds. What's happening? <laughs> what's happening is is if you just give poor people beauty, then you don't have to worry about helping to feed them or bringing them out of their situations of poverty <laughs> because they're very simple and they're very happy with you know yeah. just beauty. That's yeah, what they that need. Probably, they don't need food. Yeah. You don't need pesos when you have a beautiful nightingale singing for you all the time. Yeah, or parents. Yeah, or, <laughs> exactly. You don't need anyone to love you except nightingale. Yep. Or Maria, uh, if you're the bird. So. Cameron DeWitt Laugh Watch 2017 there were no laughs in this song there was nothing because this song is not enjoyable at all <laughs> I I had a derisive snort though when there was that cheesy bad oh, key change oh it was real bad so bad Garf's done worse <laughs> <laughs> we're really developing uh, some serious Stockholm Syndrome aren't we Cameron what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> well maybe it's not Stockholm Syndrome so much as we're starting to grade Garf on a curve yeah the Garf curve I hope he never oh, lets us yeah. go <laughs> I'm wondering I would love to see the song notes for this and see what other lines were contenders besides a poor orphan girl named Maria for the first line <laughs> of the song he's like oh I gotta get sympathy oh <laughs> yeah it it's like such a long song like it's so long and it it's just sort of ambling it doesn't feel very uh there's not a lot of breaks there's not a lot of breaks and there's not a lot of point to it. I mean, just yeah. like it doesn't really build to anything that's very good. That's yep. sort of the nature of like songs that are in three, four and slow. It's like they're just bad. Well, <laughs> no, I don't think so. But like they are like risky because you have the risk of like kind of lulling everyone into like a mental sleep. Yeah. When you do that. But I never feel that when I'm listening to Mexican ballads that are in three, four ever because they're mm. always super compelling. So apparently... Uh, it was, it was they know how to do it if they actually grew up in the tradition, <laughs> like yeah. how to write those songs properly. Properly makes sense. Well, yeah. I'm a sucker for a waltz. So when it, I mean, is this considered a waltz? Yeah, yeah. very strong waltz rhythm. Yeah, yeah. I was waltzing. Um, I mean, when it first started playing, I was like, oh yeah, like it's a waltz. Okay, I'm down with it. And then, uh, and then by the Five second, later. second verse, I was like, oh god, why is it still going? <laughs> yeah. It's a cursed waltz. Yeah. It's technically a waltz, but it had the effect of a lullaby on me. Yeah, it's yeah, that's very for sure. I, I feel like waltzes are often lullabies, or lullabies are often waltzes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next song. And they sang glory to God in the with that ending christmas sparkles <laughs> yeah it's like a ringtone yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like exactly yeah. in testing for this album users were asleep by this point so i'm just yeah. like oh we need to add a few uh <laughs> that was that was real for me i mean i haven't been getting much sleep lately so i don't know how much of my experience with this song was influenced by that but i was really really sleepy by the end yeah <laughs> until the choir broke in 
Yeah. And then I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> glory <laughs> to God. Yeah, glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of glory to God, okay, I totally forgot about this song after listening to it. You know, earlier this morning, I went back to the track list and I was like, what is this? Unto you? What the hell is this song? I don't think it's very memorable. It's erased from your memory yeah. immediately. It's also very clearly a, ri- a ripoff of Angels We Have Heard on High. So clear. Mm. Yeah. Which is another song in the public domain. Like, what's he doing? Right. I think he was casting a bid for uh, being on the soundtrack for Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> really wanted to get in there, but didn't quite make the cut. Oh, I see. Or okay. he was, like, reserving using those songs for future Christmas albums he knew would inevitably follow such a great for success. <laughs> That's probably a really good point, actually. Um so I'll give the history of, of Angels We've Heard on High instead of this song, because <laughs> that's what the real song is. And that song dates from 1862 in the English version, but it's an adaptation of an old French song called Les Anges dans nos campagnes. You know. From way back in the day. <laughs> which means that angels in our fields. Hmm. Yeah. Get, that's way get, better get than Heard on High. <laughs> yeah, it is. Angels We Heard in we the heard Grass. Angels. Yeah. Yes. It's better. Yeah. Uh, do the Linus monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, here's one reason why he might... Inc- I mean, he probably just wants to include original material just on principle, but another reason is, like, I would imagine he gets... If he gets writing credits, he gets money, like, for, like, the residuals. I would imagine that he gets more money for not just the recording credit, but the writing credit as well. Yeah, that is a good point. I don't think he has writing credits on this one, though. But he's also looking out for his team, you know. He's yeah. like, hey, just like write Angels We Have Heard on High, but different. <laughs> and you're going to get some extra moolah. I guess. He's so altruistic. Yeah. I did have a thought during this song specifically. I don't know why, but uh, I wonder, like what context most people are listening to this album in like are Kmart they, loudspeakers yeah, oh, yeah like are yeah. they driving in their cars are they like cleaning the toilet like what <laughs> those are the only two activities that there are <laughs> well because I just feel like it's not an album that you're like gonna listen to for its quality obviously no that's a mean thing to say I just mean that like I don't know I'm trying to figure out like shady when, when people are listening to this album all the way through and are they actually listening to it well that, that that question holds true for all of Garth's albums. <laughs> <laughs> also, my second question is, uh, and I haven't listened to enough of all your episodes to know, is... She's not a super fan, this, everyone. I'm not a super fan. Unlike yet. the people listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you covered, like, whether or not Garth has any, like, faith affiliation? Like, is he a Christian? Does he call himself a Christian? Is he, he believes in money. <laughs> like, is that a thing? No God but mammon. Use um, it for capitalistic purposes. I don't know if we've directly addressed it, but I think he, yeah, I think he's a Christian. I think he probably is at least, at least like in the boring sense, like in the like tip, <laughs> typical American cultural way. I think his Wikipedia yeah. says he's a Christian. <laughs> Does it? Are you making a joke or are you serious? Well, I think there's just this whole conversation about the public persona of Garth versus who Garth actually is as a person. And well, no, we have Garth Brooks so on record saying that Garth Brooks is him. Oh, there's you, no separation. <laughs> there's no separation between his public persona and his private life. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And he also says that Chris Gaines is him too. Yeah. So there's no separation <laughs> there either. <laughs> What's with this? So this is an original song, right? Yes. Okay. So um, 
and this is a weird verse. And lo, these many years since then, that ancient star still guides us. Didn't that... What? <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Does it though? Actually, I had that same thought when is I was listening metaphor? to it. I was like, wait a minute. It was, isn't it like in the Bible that the, the star appears for a bit and then it's gone? I thought that's what happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, a, was it just well, like the North Star or something? Sh- I don't know. Yeah, it was just to get everybody to Jesus. <laughs> and yeah. Once so, it got him there. And then here's another weird lyric. Uh, and now, again, our Christmas voices ring. Yeah, I would <laughs> like to hear all your Christmas voices. use your Christmas voices. <laughs> Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, Bless, ho, blessed ho, we are and safe ho, ho, ho. at Kmart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cleaning the toilets at Kmart. <laughs> uh, In our pickup trucks. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good place to end because go on to the next one, which is... Uh, I think he's going to do this one good. That's what I think. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> Use your words. No. Say it in your Christmas voice. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like ho, 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 but no. I'm dreaming of a white no. Christmas. No, no, no. Just like <laughs> the ones I used to know. Another fade out. Oh, wow. mm. I Christmas jazz is so boring unless it's Vince Guaraldi. <laughs> like, all of the Christmas jazz is just yeah. like these I solos. Don't know. Are... I feel like that song really kept you guessing. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? There was a lot of that yeah. song that seemed like it was going to go one way and then went the opposite way with great force and momentum. I was totally exactly. on the edge of my seat the yeah, entire time. <laughs> Actually, when this song started out, I was like, "Oh, I think this might be my favorite so far," just because like White Christmas is such a great song. Um, or I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, but it, it, it is. It, is it? <laughs> is it though? If you say so. I mean, okay, it's one. Far of my be it favorites. for me to contradict you. I really enjoy favorites. White Christmas yeah. as a song. Nathan, in we're general. in Ashley's yeah. house. Shut <laughs> she up! Kick yeah. us out. We, my opinion. too much. I have the most. Be nice to our guest. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I mean, I. I was already a fan of the song, but uh, when it started out, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) What made you change your mind? All the like fake outs, all the like weird, like the fact that it faded out at the end again. The fact that there were all these like weird dumb solos. That, that was the only thing that made it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been so generic and boring. Oh, I like it generic and boring. So the first, the first trick. Does anyone want to just? Say what happened. Oh, oh yeah. Does, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm me. I'm I'm talking now. I choo uh, choo choose he, you. He, he leaves you with and may all your Christmases be and then Wait, he doesn't say B, does he? <laughs> oh, does he? I he does B. in my mind he did. Maybe he just says and may all your Christmases and then it loops back around and you don't know what all your Christmases are. And then we all got blue balls <laughs> or ovaries. Or like white balls. Yeah. <laughs> We we bought that. Blue balls at Christmas without you. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you the history of this song. Uh, It's a 1942 song by Irving Berlin, who's a Jewish guy, 
who uh, supposedly wrote it in California in the middle of the heat. And it was first sung by Bing Crosby, mm, yeah. uh, I think recorded in 1950, or 1942, rather. Um, and the craziest thing is, the version sung by Bing Crosby is the world's best-selling single, with estimated sales in excess of 100 million copies worldwide. Was that, See, I was, was right, that it is a great song. Was that before or after Home Alone? Did it spike after Home Alone? I don't know. I is that know. is that Bing Crosby singing in the Home Alone recording? I don't know. Did, I mean, they, answer they, they, me. But I mean, they also had the movie White yeah. Christmas. Yeah, they adapted into yeah. a movie musical. And, okay, yes. What and was it? The Holiday, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn, Inn. Which is actually Holiday. where oh, I think it was first. Yeah, was, that is actually originally where it came What a weird yeah. movie. Yeah. And those it are both excellent movie. movies, <laughs> I think. Well, I think and they they're were, fun, but they're also super, well, one of them at least is super racist. Which one is? Holiday Inn. The Holiday Inn. Is it? Oh, yeah. They do blackface in it. What? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I'd never heard of that movie before today, and I already hate it. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that it's very similar to White Christmas. Can we do another take of that where all, where where everyone goes <gasps> at the same time? I'd feel better about that. Yeah, <laughs> we all are shocked. Like it's like blackface. Well, I've seen the movie. I know. Well, I never would condone that. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely watched that movie multiple times, and every time I'm like, "Oh God, why am I doing this?" <laughs> dreaming of a White Christmas. Sounds like a great movie. Yeah. Well, we just happen to own it. When you have kids someday, you're just going to be like, we're going to fast forward through this. Oh, you always fast forward through the racist parts. <laughs> That's what my parents do with sexy parts, but yeah. you can yeah. do it with your kids in the racist, racist parts. parts. <laughs> I kind um, of enjoyed getting to hear Garf's voice instead of his twang. He's a nice mm. voice. Hmm. Yeah. Right? He's a yeah. good singer. Right? Yeah, you can yeah, actually yeah. hear it. It was nice. I like his twang. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell us what the second surprise was, Cameron? Oh, there's a very jarring key change. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's yeah. earned. Some very jarring. I don't like that on. it's so smooth and then so not smooth. <laughs> is this a smooth or chunky? What's going on? <laughs> Best of both worlds. It meets all crowd's desires. Mm-hmm. Next. Jesus, our brother, kind and good. This is starting off way too slow. The song has too many verses. Yeah. I said the sheep with a curly horn. I gave him my wool for his blanket warm. He wore my coat. So Ashley, during the recording or the listening to of this song, said that she's never heard of this song before. I've never heard of That's this song. True, before. You've never heard of this one. Yeah. This is a very good song. It's you very... always ha- you always have to have different people sing it. If you're in a yeah. Christmas party, it's like you guys are the rats and you guys. Well, no, that you guys just... are the skunks <laughs> and you're, you're the snake. rats and you're the snakes. <laughs> we, we have a friend, don't worry, quick... you all had a part in the manual coming. Quick, quick plug for uh, I don't know. I don't think he has a recording of this, but our good friend uh, Seth Martin. Some of us know Seth Martin. He's like a folk songwriter and activist in Korea, and he. Um, he uh, he made a bunch of extra verses with like the uh, unbecoming animals, <laughs> and uh, there's one with like where a rat eats Tillamook cheese and stuff what? like that. Yeah, it's How really did fun. I not know this existed. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah. The the fun thing about this song, this is one of those songs that I said at the beginning that kind of got me. I was like, oh, this is kind of sweet. I I can get on board with this um, because 
Garth is hardly in the song at all. He sings the first and last verse, <laughs> and for the rest of the verses, he gets his background vocalists and his songwriters to sing. I don't oh, think we've heard any good. of his songwriters sing before. Huh. And some of them are not, like, amazing singers. There's that one guy who's, like, basically whispering. I... <laughs> Well, there was the guy that did the sheep that kind of sounded like he was a character actor. Yeah, or like a that, voice that actor. guy. Yeah. yeah, he's like whispering. He has hardly any volume, and he, he sounds like he's just eating the mic. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked that one the best because he sounded a little like an actual sheep in mind. <laughs> <laughs> How I envision a sheep would sound. Yeah. All right, well, I'll tell you the history of the song. It dates to around the 12th century France, and the current English words are not super old, having only been written in the 1920s. It's also called, sometimes, the Song of the Ass. So what do you think about that? Ooh, I like it better oh, already. I love it. <laughs> I like it much. Hi. Spicy. Okay, quick quick, quick uh, anecdote about that. So uh, who here has like, been in like a choir that's done Christmas caroling, like where you read from hymnals? To love Christmas and all the carol. hand raising. Okay, great. So yeah. like more than half of us. Uh, so uh, in um, one of the songs that I think we're going to sing later, uh, Away in a Manger, um, there's a part... Where I think it's on, away in a manager, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Mary's on Mary's lap was sleeping is right above in the hymnal where ox and ass were feeding. And more than once I have performed while reading On Mary's Ass Was Sleeping. <laughs> Fortunately I have not said On Mary's Ass Was Feeding yet. <laughs> but I'm only twenty eight. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. I mean I've heard of breastfeeding, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> but feeding. Hey, I uh, I wrote a I, I wrote another verse to this uh, oh, while so I was listening. Do you guys want to sing hear it for it? us? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna sing. Oh, I'm going to sing it. Uh, let me just pull it back up here. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, it probably needs some edits, but uh, I think it's pretty good. Where well, so go? does Garth's song. Yeah. So, well. so do Garth's song. Okay. I said the pirate, rummy and mean. I raped and I pillaged some booty for thee. I roasted my parrot all covered in cheese. I said the pirate, all rummy and mean. <laughs> Pretty good. Totally good. Totally good. I don't know why no one said I. A W E. I mean, A. Nah. What? A Y E. I. That's what I was working on while you guys were talking. So. <laughs> well, the rest of us were listening to the song. TM, 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 TM. <laughs> yeah, Rachel did point out that the way that the um, the lyrics site has the lyrics set up, the only parts that are in quotation marks are is the word I. So it's like, the sheep says I, yeah. and the cow says I. The rest I. of it's inferred. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the way that they say it. Is, is, it comes across. Well, Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Her Daddy looked a lot like him. It's not the way I had him pictured. Santa wasn't much too thin. Santa put his arm around Mama, and Mama put her arm around him. So if Santa Claus ain't Daddy, well then I'm gonna tell on him. All right, so let me synopsize this song real quick. Basically, it's the same song as I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. But a few and, years later. Yeah. That, that song is from 19... No, no, no. Sorry. That song's from 1952. This song was written in 1965. So this is not a Garth wow. original. This has been covered by a couple country artists. It's weird that like 13 years later, they decided to make like a lot more... Like the lyrics be a lot more prudent. <laughs> right? It's just like they're not... in. 
he puts his arm they put their arms around each other that's all that happens that's all that happens that's all that he can bring himself to speak about yeah <laughs> well there are some I fun some shit <laughs> <laughs> there are some fun innuendos you know he didn't come down the chimney yeah. mama must have let him in pretty well, good oh boy oh boy I thought he was trying to be an innuendo <laughs> what I mean do you think that was trying to be an innuendo uh, I doubt it yeah <laughs> it's probably too 60s. much British um, I thought this was a song that Garth wrote about going home to stay with his parents over the holidays. They <laughs> 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 were confused. <laughs> no, that's the next song, actually. No. Yeah. Just wait. Um, so I'll tell the story of San- or I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus in lieu of this one. It's a lot is there a story or is it, isn't, doesn't, isn't it in the title? No, the story of the song, not the story oh, got it. in the yeah. song. Okay, we're good. Um, that song was commissioned by Saks Fifth Avenue. To promote really? the store's Christmas card for the year, which featured an original sketch by the artist Perry Barlow, who drew for The New Yorker for many decades, blah, blah, blah. The singer of the song, the first singer, was named Jimmy Boyd. He was like 13 years old when he recorded it. And <laughs> that recording was condemned by the Roman Catholic Church in Boston <laughs> <laughs> on the grounds that it mixed kissing with Christmas. Oh, my God. You ever heard that phrase, banned in Boston? Because it's... Mistletoe, also banned in Boston. <laughs> That's a phrase, banned in Boston? Yeah, banned in Boston. It was, it's a proverbial thing. Because Boston, you know, Puritan roots and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. Lots of stuff got banned in Boston. But this might be the most ridiculous example of that. I saw mommy kissing on Christmas. Mm. <laughs> that dirty kissing, on Kr- kissing on Kringle. Yeah. If only they had written it as I saw mommy kissing the Easter bunny. <laughs> the Roman Catholic Church would have been fine with it. <laughs> you could have a whole like seasonal like set of them. I saw mommy kissing a leprechaun. <laughs> I saw mommy kissing the tooth fairy. That's not even seasonal. <laughs> so I, I have like interesting relationship with this well the mommy kissing the real song song. the real song (laughs) um so i think it took me until i was 20 something to realize that santa claus was actually his or her father oh interesting (laughs) like it just you know i legitimately thought like oh that's scandalous like (laughs) his mother is is kissing like another man like wow I can't believe they they would have a song like this. It, it really took me a long time to figure that out. That's really now, a great Dr. Demento. Like, now I live in Boston. It's a perfect city for you. <laughs> she just had to get away from that song. <laughs> she moved to the only place where it was banned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it didn't take me... I mean, it took me forever to figure it out, too, but I wasn't also thinking about it very hard <laughs> very often <laughs> there's some really entertaining like uh harmonized electric guitar fills in this mm-hmm. like in between those are really fun and there's I- this really silly fake out ending that we all burst out laughing at. well santa looked a lot like daddy her daddy looked a lot like him it's not the way i had him pictured Santa wasn't much too thin. He didn't come down the chimney, so Mama must have let him in.
They should have just ended it there because well, it, a fake it, out ending, and then they did the fade out after yeah. that. Yeah. They just want an excuse to do the fade out at all costs on every song on this album. Hey, Garth, sh- how should we do this one? Fake out, then fade out. <laughs> fake and fade. Fake and fade. <laughs> I feel like the the whole point of like Western swing is like to like lean in to sort of like kitschy fills and hooks and intros and outros i feel like it's just like such a waste of genre to like do a fade out in that in that genre Mm -hmm. it's like you should do the way it the fake out ending was awesome it was like this big cascading like harmonized like guitar solo and then it was just like oh no fade out (laughs) so also this song like it only has like one part there's no chorus it's just like the same melody over and over and over again, mm. and I got really bored. Yeah, I mean it has recurring lyrics. <laughs> yeah, also most of the lyrics are <laughs> are said within the first thirty seconds of yeah. the song. <laughs> yeah, it's not super interesting. However, looking at the lyrics, there are a lot of fun examples of rhymes that only work because of that infamous twang, like ring and screen. Mm. Ring, scream, scream. Ben, ben and him, Bean and him. He's making fun. Well, I don't know if he's singing like that. <laughs> well, I think, I think he says Ben and him. He, him. Mm. You're doing old English. Bean. Bean. <laughs> you know how he says bean. Of then I've never been before. <laughs> um, this is sort of an unrelated question that you can edit out later uh, if necessary. But I'm curious if. People's parents rapped. Uh, my parents presents. weren't rappers. <laughs> Ashley's dad. Neither, is. neither were mine. <laughs> neither neither mentioned it. They didn't was, sing very well either. But. My dad was a candy rapper, but that's another story for another time. Uh, but did your parents <laughs> rap? Uh, it's pretty bad. It's, yeah, it's bad. Uh, did your parents rap presents from Santa in a different wrapping paper? No, but they put a different tag on it. Yeah, my parents yeah. did that too. Okay. Yeah. I don't parents, remember. My parents always wrapped them in a different type of wrapping paper because obviously they wouldn't have the same wrapping paper. That's smart. Had. That's really smart. Yeah. So, so my, a detail. my mom started doing that only after I had a hissy fit that only Santa would give me gifts, but she never gave me gifts. <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, this... This is a little strange, You're Mom. the only one who doesn't give me gifts, You're Mom. the only one who doesn't give You're me anti-Santa. Christmas gifts. Yeah. So she, she realized she had to do something about that and, and had a separate subset of presents that were specifically from her. I like it. Yeah. That's great. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. Around your virgin. <laughs> Which one of them virgins you are? Your virgins. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> I know. It's Christmas, nineteen eighty-seven. So, Silent Night. Pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Fresh new songwriting, huh? <laughs> Slipped a little Oklahoma in there. Oh, God. He slipped the entire state of Oklahoma. Or homage, if you will. (laughs) So I'll synopsize that part uh, so I don't have to put a sound sample of the entire thing. Can you use the accent, though, please? It's an important important part. I'll have to say wouldn't. Wouldn't. And (laughs) uh, we was driving, me and my wife's (laughs) hand and I, we was driving. (laughs) 
Munchkin. Okay, so halfway through the song, Garth just goes, he stops singing. He's like, he finishes singing Silent Night, and then he's like, you know. <laughs> and he waits like four measures. He waits like four measures, and we all burst out laughing. And then he's, You know, Silent Night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Silent You Night. get it, right? <laughs> Silent Night. <laughs> <laughs> He's just asking for the old Christmas song. Yeah, <laughs> he just wants the validation from his audience. <laughs> Please, I wasn't gonna put this one on here, so I'm really wondering: <laughs> is this a hit? Who can, who yeah. can tell? Um, yeah. So he he proceeds to tell the story about the Christmas of 1987, where he and his wife Sandy was driving back home to Oklahoma <laughs> in all the snow and ice, and they thought they wasn't wouldn't gonna make it. Uh, but then the sun broke through, and they were able to keep driving, and then they went home to Garth's Homa in Oklahoma, and then Silent Night was playing on the kitchen radio, and it's a really boring story, <laughs> and I don't know why <laughs> he took the time. The first You're going to see your mama. Oh, yeah, except for that the, was the moment best when his wife yeah. says, Who, who's your mama? <laughs> who's yeah. your mama no, guy? <laughs> what she actually says is that when the sun breaks, his wife Sandy, whom he later divorced, uh, looks over at him and says, you're going to see your mama this Christmas, aren't you? John Boy. <laughs> John Boy. His name's, his name's Garf. <laughs> Not John Boy. <laughs> I think he misunderstood this whole thing. Yeah. I had a, I had a technical question. What is a glory stream? <laughs> it's what comes out of a glory hole. <laughs> Waiting for someone to respond in that manner. Ooh, I missed the glory stream line. <laughs> All the way from heaven. Oh, glory streams. Plural. Yes, but he doesn't. He doesn't put the S on there, so it just says glory stream from heaven afar. <laughs> you have to pee a lot when you're stuck in the car yeah. with Karen. <laughs> it's a real glory stream. You're Sandy. Sandy. So many. You just don't know anyone's name, do you? <laughs> Okay, hey, so there's a lot of funny uh, AZ lyrics things. Um, one of them at the end is, Holy infant, so infant and mild. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> Man, this is a baby's baby. This is a real baby's baby. <laughs> this baby's a fucking infant. <laughs> there's oh also a, a, Look at this a baby classic. ass baby. <laughs> the, the third line in the song, Round your virgin. <laughs> yeah. yeah Round up your virgins. That means impregnate a virgin. That's what that means. Oh, and when they repeat that line later on in the song, AZ Lyrics has it as round yon virgin, comma, mother and child. As if there are three people. There's the virgin, the mother, and the child. Which is more biologically accurate. You gotta use an Oxford comma. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's like, a, it's like a square dance line call out. And round your virgin. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> um... So this song is an Austrian carol from 1818, and the version sung by Bing Crosby is the third best-selling single wow, of all time. Bing is Get tearing it. up the charts, Bing. especially around Xmas time. Yep. Was that it? That's all I got. <laughs> oh, hmm. I'm not, not going to go in depth. <laughs> yeah. Franz Gruber, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. I heard, I, this may be apocryphal, but I heard that that song was originally performed in church, uh, like, on, like, a Spanish acoustic guitar, like a Spanish classical guitar. Silent Night? Yeah. Like, that it was, like, written and performed, well, not performed, but, like, led in a church on that instrument really? originally. Yeah. Oh, I don't and know. And that's why it's, like, classic, like, why you do it on guitar. Mm. 
It's usually reaching out for that Latino like demographic. The organ, yeah. the organ was broken or something. I don't know if that's true that or not. Really but... Peso. Yeah. It was a flaxed organ. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Enough of that. Let's go for the big finale. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's land? This I think I just woke up. I am bringing What child is this anyway? Hmm. Shouldn't it be which child is this? Uh, <laughs> what did hey, you child? <laughs> Who child is this? Uh, so maybe he thinks it's an ox or a cattle. <laughs> what what child is this? Is this a human one? This song weirdly morphs from like full Don Henley Eagles like like finger picking guitar mm-hmm. uh, classic rock ballad to just like normal Christmas. <laughs> song with choirs and harps yep. and strings yep. to spooky christmas <laughs> to spooky christmas <laughs> yeah it's it's sort of strange like it's not super noticeable yeah it's yeah. sort of a gradual they fog just, boiling pot situation yeah it's like oh this is all of a sudden not the eagles anymore but when yeah. it starts it's like it's just Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Garth sings it really straight. Yeah. Like there's that's hardly any twang. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've been like not mentioning this while we listen to this, but I think this is the most out of tune he sings in like any of his albums. Really? Yeah. Just like, not just this song, but like through a bunch of these songs, he's just the tiniest bit flat. And I think it's because he's trying to do this like, I don't even know if he minds or notices, you know, or if people mind or notice it, but like, he's like, just kind of like scooping up to the note and he never quite get there. Mm. He's trying to do this sort of restrained passion mm-hmm. sound. And like, yeah, I just feel like he's singing just like a little bit flat huh. the entire time, especially on the slow songs and especially on this song. Oh, I didn't really notice it. But we you have a much better ear than I do. Well, yeah, and we're listening on an iPad. Yeah, yeah. So true. maybe I would think about it differently if we're if I had cans on. But yeah, yeah, you got some nice cans. What child is this? Yeah, yeah. What child is that? <laughs> I think it's calling your name. <laughs> um. So I'll give the history of this song. This is an English carol written by William Chatterton Dix. <laughs> Very good name. Nice. Uh, it was written in 1865. Just like Go Tell It on the Mountain. And Hotel California. Yeah, Hotel California. <laughs> the original version. And for some reason, he decided to set it to the tune of Green Sleeves, which is a strange decision, I think. Oh, yeah, that's why I was confused. Okay. Yeah. Has anyone else uh, ever heard a um, an ice cream truck play Green Sleeves? <laughs> no. I, I think so. I've heard, yeah. a, I've heard no. a few. That's really weird. They don't usually play minor key songs. No, it's That's weird. Very strange. Maybe they're actually encouraged- what they used to summon the children to follow them subconsciously. <laughs> come, come. Well, it's funny. I found myself actually. I don't think that this is accurate, but I found myself being reminded of Hocus Pocus somehow. It reminds the me insane of the clown song. posse song. What the insane clown posse song? Uh, no. 
Uh, Hocus Pocus. That might be a spoiler. Uh-oh. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to release movie. that episode before or after this one. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Hocus Pocus, the Disney movie, they sing this really, like, creepy minor chord song to, like, call the children to them. That oh. somehow reminds oh, yeah. me of this. I mean, this reminds me of that. This specific version or just the song this in general? This specific version. Mm-hmm. Who sings that again in Hocus Pocus? Like Bette Midler? Insane, insane Clown Posse. <laughs> but the, I think it's like... The Insane Witch Posse. The woman with the blonde hair. <laughs> well, Sarah Jessica Parker Sarah Jessica Parker. one, but yeah. Bette Midler, yeah. I don't know. I think they all sing it. Yeah. And then the one who's also in the Nun movie. <laughs> this is very much a Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> this is all very relevant discussion. Was Whoopi Goldberg yeah. in Witches the whole time? <laughs> it's not Witches, it's Hocus Pocus. Sorry. Cameron, come on. Get with the program. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that's more interesting to talk about than this song. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's that bad of a version of this song. Underwhelmed. Yeah, it's just like... I've heard it all before many, many times. Yeah. Did you guys talk about how the choir just follows the melody line the entire time? He has this full backup vocal, but even when they're going, ooh, they're just, they're just following him around going, ooh, there's no <laughs> counter melody, there's that. no counterpoint. It's just, just, ooh. <laughs> you only sing one note. Yeah. It's one of the most like Renaissance ass <laughs> melodies that like exist. <laughs> like you can <laughs> probably do something a little bit interesting. Yeah. They're just... That's their shorter way of asking, what child is this? Who? Who, who is that? Who? who? Or maybe they're owls. I don't know. Yeah. It's a team of owls. One or the other. Yeah. All right. Any final closing thoughts on this album? What album? Yeah. Well. I, I think I would have liked an album full of just like Western swing. Just like, I, I didn't mind the just like co-opting of like already existing like public domain songs. Because mm-hmm. I feel like. If he had tried to do a country thing with a lot of them, he would have just messed it up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, I am glad that he didn't take a bunch of existing songs and try to make country versions of them. That's yeah. sort of what I was fearing, I think. And I'm glad that he sort of goes straight with the carols and hymns and whatnot yeah. and then has a few other country songs. I want to hear him do yeah. a, a country version of Low How a Rose Air Blooming. Yeah. <laughs> Low. <laughs> it would be just like that. Just it would be a little something uh, like this. Two, three, four. I did think that there Aww. might be more. Uh, uh, try it. Two, three, four. <laughs> I was hoping there might be more uh, Cowboy on the Trail. Oh, singing more cowboys, Chris- more Christmas angels. back home song. You know, oh, the or like, or like some a missed opportunity. Soldiers, maybe. Yeah. Well, he did one of those. <laughs> did he? Yeah. yeah. Why did Why did that song not go on this album? Oh yeah, yeah. good point. Bellow Wood. Yeah. Would it Would it kicked off the Silent Night song? Oh yeah, that would be a huge loss. <laughs> I would have really missed it. When's he gonna tell a story about Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's close it up here. Uh, I'll say that listeners out there, Merry Christmas and visit us online at boxset.website. That's our Christmas present to you. Cowboybaby.org. Go to cowboybaby.org for our newly opened merchandise shop featuring t-shirts. Are you going to have that ready by the time you release this? Oh, yeah. I just have to redirect it. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Including an illustration by Ashley's cousin... Ryan, Ryan Robinson. Robinson. No middle N. It's not Robinson. It's yeah. Robinson. And it's not it's pronounced Robinson. 
It's not pronounced Robeson. Yeah. Kind of like Roy Orbison. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to give you up. Yeah. No, That's not Roy Orbison. God Roy damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Roy? Sorry. This doesn't matter. Roy we Rogers. do t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, we have t-shirts featuring our logo or, even better, the drawing that Ashley's cousin did of... A little cowboy baby, and it says, "I want to be a cowboy baby," and it's real cool and great. Yeah, and we get some money from it if you buy one. So that's a great Christmas gift. Although it's going to be too late by the time this episode. Well. <laughs> um, you can also support us directly by going to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/boxset and kick a little few bucks our way, and we'll, we'll send you some uh, uh, bonus content when we get around to making it. Some yeah. babies. We'll send you some cowboy babies. We'll send guys. you some cowboy babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you some <laughs> cool age There's play like accoutrement, like Mardi pacifiers. Gras baby, babies, except like cowboy versions. Mardi Gras babies? Yeah, the ones they put in cakes. I, I'm not going to Google that, okay? <laughs> I'm going to get put on a list. <laughs> you don't know about Mardi Gras babies? I don't want to know. Okay, we'll cover that later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can also email us at electronic underscore mail at boxset.website. We haven't really, we haven't gotten any emails, and it might be because the email address is completely insane. <laughs> or you can tweet us at tote BS podcast. Um, you should also listen to Cameron's other podcast. <laughs> he laughs every single time. That's <laughs> total BS. You can, you should also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. It's yeah. about old time music. Yeah. And that's another Christmas gift to you, the listener. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry I'm signing Christmas. off, Nathan Hunt, and I'm saying I'm representing OK Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cameron DeWitt, and I'm a friendly beast. <laughs> I'm Beck DeWitt. Watch out for those glory streams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm Ashley Bowman. I have no clever tagline. <laughs> and I'm Rachel Young saying I. Fake fade out. No, we're still here. (laughs) Fake out, fade out. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we now we just fade out. Everyone just start backing away from the microphone. Oh, it's almost like you can't hear us. We're getting quieter. quieter. And then we bring it back. (laughs) And (laughs) key change. And cue the choir. Bring it back now. Ten more times. Cameron in another room. <laughs> well, we went through this, Becca. He smells bad. We don't want to have to smell him. <laughs>